Hello, I'm Howard Danzig, and I want to welcome you to the podcast is being produced by Employers Committed to Control Health Insurance Costs. We're located in St. Louis County, and uh, we are the Premium Buster Program. And I am the Chief Premium Buster for Employers Committed to Control Health Insurance Costs. We're going to be offering you uh, ideas, programs, methods, information, throughout these series that we will continue to make available that is focused on premium busting. And you bust premium by having knowledge and information about what is going on underneath the premium, which nobody is paying any attention to. Premium busters are. I want to introduce our guest today, Scott Borden, with Health Savings Account Administrators. Uh, Scott's in Kansas City. He's the HSA guy. And uh, welcome, Scott. How are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Pleasure to be here. And of course, you're focused on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, overcoming the Cleveland Browns this yes. weekend, right? Yes. On our on our way towards our second consecutive uh, Super Bowl, hopefully. We, we hope that works out. There you go. So they're going to be the Cleveland Brown Busters. Uh, th- that's the hope. That's the plan. We'll see. Well, Scott is an expert uh, that is um, working with many employers throughout the country, busting premiums with health savings accounts. You know, Scott, you want to talk a little bit about health savings accounts, what they are, and how they differ from health reimbursement accounts? Okay, an HSA, a health savings account, is a triple tax advantage savings account that people can take advantage of as long as they're enrolled exclusively in an HSA qualified high deductible health plan. An HSA is very unique because money goes into an HSA on a pre-tax basis. It earns interest tax-free. And as long as people spend it at some point in time in medical expenses, whether it's this year, next year, or 20 years from now, or into retirement, It comes out the backside tax-free. That's what we mean by triple tax advantages. And it's the only product on the market today that is triple tax advantaged. So that's the HSA component. Now, like I mentioned, in order to be enrolled, you have to be uh, enrolled exclusively in an HSA qualified high deductible health plan. There are specific guidelines to that. And that's something that your fantastic organization can bring to fruition for these employer groups. And then we can provide the actual triple tax advantage HSA account. But it saves the employer money. It saves the employee money. And keep in mind, the unspent HSA balances, they roll over from year to year. It is not a flexible spending account with the dreaded use it or lose it. And how does that differ from the health reimbursement account? Great question. The health reimbursement account or health reimbursement arrangement, that is always employer-owned money. So nothing against HRAs. They have a great fit in the marketplace today. That is part of healthcare consumerism. Uh, But keep in mind that money is never owned by the employee. For example, this is the way I like to describe it to people. If you've got kids Send them to the mall and give them $20 each and tell them you want money back. How much are you going to get back? Now, the next time, take them to the mall, give them $20 and tell them they get to keep the change. What happens? They're going to be a lot more judicious. They're going to spend the money a little bit wiser when they get to keep the money versus the employer money. 
So that's why I've always kind of leaned towards towards the health savings account because the ownership of those healthcare dollars remains with the employee all the way through the process. When an employer makes a health savings account uh, available through their group health insurance plan, does the premium that is a fixed expense, that is the function of the employer generally having to pay with certain participations, depending upon the group uh, for the employee, does the premium as a fixed cost uh, go down versus uh, the premium that they would have been paying before they employed the HSA? Generally speaking, yes. Uh, generally, they're going to be saving quite a bit of premium, especially if they're self-funded or level-funded, because keep in mind, like I mentioned, the HSA is dollars that's owned by your employees. So imagine if everyone in the country had a vested interest in not spending their own healthcare dollars. Uh, I think attitudes would change dramatically, because keep in mind, most health insurance today is delivered on a copay type basis. So someone pays a copay. I don't know what the cost is. I don't care what the cost is. It's about time I get to use my insurance dollars. That's the way people look at insurance today. And it actually encourages people to overspend. The HSA qualified high deductible health plan is not allowed by law to have copays up front to cover doctor's office visits or prescription drugs. And the high deductible has to be a minimum of $1,400 individual or $2,800 family deductible in order to meet that threshold. So generally speaking, yeah, there's a, a decent amount of premium savings by eliminating those copays and maybe taking on a slightly higher deductible than a regular type of a lower deductible copay type plan. I understand. Now, when an employer decides to make the health savings account a feature of their uh, group plan, that's available to the participating members, is every member within that group required to participate in the HSA or can it be by elective? Most employers, when they offer an HSA qualified high deductible health plan, they'll offer it maybe as a dual option. So they'll have the copay plan for some people that want the copays, but they'll also offer the HSA as an option. Now, some employers, do get rid of the copay plan and do transition 100% to health savings accounts. A lot of times that happens. Uh, then, then, yes, employees, if they wanted to participate in the plan, they would be required to, to enroll in the HSA qualified high deductible health plan. And some employers, in my opinion, those that do it correctly, also seed the health savings account with a little bit of employer money to try to help the employees out. Because the first time they need to go pay for a doctor's office visit or a prescription drug, if there's no money in that HSA at all because they haven't payroll deducted any money into it, that could be a little bit of a concern for some employees. Keep in mind, this is another mis misunderstanding. You normally get the PPO discount, assuming you have a PPO type plan, you will still get the insurance company negotiated discount for the doctor's office visits or the prescription drugs. But until you meet that threshold of deductible, the insurance company isn't actually going to pay for anything. So let's make sure we get some money allocated into the health savings account to offset that potential uh, concern for employees if they move 100% to the HSA qualified high deductible health plan. So basically what you're saying then is if you have a health savings account and you have services that fall within the responsibility of the employee or the employer paying for that service through the health savings account, they're paying for that at the already at the negotiated discounted price 
that the network will have already negotiated. Is that correct? That is correct. And a lot of people misunderstand that. In fact, that's another one of my pet peeves. I hate the fact that some people say, do you want a PPO or an HSA? It's like, well, virtually all HSA plans are also PPO. That's that's like asking somebody, do you want a General Motors or do you want a Chevy or do you want a car? Well, they're all cars. You did, Do you want the Chevy version or Toyota or Honda? Which version do you want? So I don't like the version, the, the uh, verbiage that we use of whether or not you want a, a, a PPO or an HSA because you still get the PPO discount. And that scares some people, I think, from enrolling in the HSA. They think they're stuck with a totally unknown, unnegotiated price whenever they do need to receive health care. Well, you see, that's, that's a very, very important point for both the, uh, the individual employee participant and the employer to understand. Because when you are not paying for these services, you know, through the system, as the uh, HSA allows, you are buying those services from an insurance company with a premium, which is uh, oftentimes a, uh, as much as a 40% markup from the cost of the service itself that is negotiated at a discount price versus a premium that hides that, overcharges that, while the carrier themselves are buying the same service at the discounted price. So from where I sit, you know, we can consider the network price a wholesale price for services and a premium price a retail price for services. So if you buy wholesale, the HSA gives you that opportunity. If you want to buy retail and have no idea what the underlying cost is, you use a premium. Am I right Absolutely. about that? So that's why they call you the premium buster, I guess. Uh, yeah, you just uh, really kind of dug a little deep into the, some of the problems with our healthcare system there, Howard. So uh, yeah, without a doubt, there's there's lots of work that needs to, needs to happen. And, and I ask people a lot of times, do you need insurance to cover some of these smaller medical bills? Why not raise the deductible a little bit, get rid of those very expensive co-pays, save premium dollars, put the money into your HSA account, now you're paying the smaller medical bills out of, out of your pocket, and then you still have insurance there in case the catastrophic thing happens to you. But the main thing is you get to pay for all these medical expenses with tax-free dollars. And I don't think a lot of people understand how important that is and how much savings there is just from doing that. Because we're not only talking about doctor's office visits, prescription drugs, we're talking about dental, about vision, you could have an employee that's enrolled in the HSA Qualified High Deductible Health Plan, and for 2021, they're allowed to put $3,600 into their HSA. If they have more than one family member enrolled in their high deductible health plan, they can put $7,200 in their HSA for this year. By the way, if you happen to be 55 or older, you get another $1,000 on top of that. So there's a lot of money that can go into this HSA, but you can use pre-tax dollars in to pay for medical expenses for family members that might not even be enrolled on your insurance plan. You have a spouse where you have to pay for co-pays, deductible, co-insurance. You've got dental, you got orthodontics to pay for your kids. Imagine being able to pay for that with pre-tax dollars. So for most people in the country, we're talking about state tax savings, federal tax savings, social security tax savings. It's like a 20 to 30% discount Simply by paying for medical expenses, you're already paying for through a health savings account. Unfortunately, less than 20% of what Americans pay for currently are going through a triple tax advantage or going through a pre-tax mechanism. That means we're overspending 
eighty percent or, or twenty to twenty to on eighty percent of our medical bills, we're overspending twenty to thirty percent, and it's simply because people don't understand how to use an HSA, or they're afraid of 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 the of the the high deductible health plan, or maybe having to pay some expenses before a deductible comes into play. They're addicted to a copay. They have some kind of a comfort zone with a copay. And that's part of breaking up uh, the premium busters, right? Is getting people to understand that's not necessarily a good way to spend money to pay for co-pays for these smaller medical bills. Well, you know, from, uh, from where we sit and from what you describe, when a program implements an HSA, they will lower the premium. That's number one. They'll lower the cost per unit of medical service used. That's number two. They'll lower their taxes. That's number three. How can they lose? They can't. You know, I, I've got one more question, Scott, before we, we, uh, we sign off on this. And uh, certainly anybody listening to this uh, would like to know how to get a hold of you. And we'd like for you to let people know that here as well. The last question I have is, in the course of a year, is the participating member required to contribute the same exact amount of dollars toward the HSA every single year? No. In fact, uh, participants can change on a monthly basis how much money they're deducting to go into their HSA. There's a maximum amount that can go into the HSA, and that's set by the federal government each year. But there, the min- there is no minimum. And so some employers, if they're doing a contribution, they can set up a, a fixed contribution amount per employee that's enrolled in the high deductible health plan. They can set up a match. There's different rules that an employer would have to come up with to make sure that they meet uh, the comparability rules. But as far as the employee, they can actually change. It's, it's not like the flexible spending account where they have to pull out their crystal ball the first month, the first part of the year and decide and try to guess what their total medical expenses are going to be. If you guess too much, it's use it or lose it. If you guess too low, then you're going to be paying for some medical expenses with after-tax dollars. It's not like that. They can literally change up to the max. And uh, some employees make that decision partway through the year. I didn't plan on this, but now I had a medical expense. So now I've got to start contributing money into my HSA and they can do that. Scott, those uh, those, uh, who are listening, who would like to know how to be able to make contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, the best way is going to be to call me. In fact, I give everyone my cell phone number. I've been had the same cell phone number now for 20 some odd years. So uh, Scott Borden, my phone number is 913-980-4694. And I am the HSA guy. So if you Google HSA guy, you'll see some uh, additional information out there. Uh, from Scott Borden, but we're with Health Savings and our website is healthsavings.com. We work with employer groups of all sizes. We have one of the best investment grade HSAs on the market today. We've got uh, over a billion dollars in assets, uh, 85,000 HSAs out there. We've been doing this for a long time and I feel Health Savings Administrators does this better than anyone else. Once again, my phone number is 913-980-4694. Well, on behalf of uh, our Employers Committed to Control Health Insurance Costs team of premium busters, and we want to bust premium before the premiums bust us, we want to thank you very, very much. And, uh, you know, Scott's going to be on future podcasts as well, because there are so many aspects to this, and it's impossible to touch on everything in one session. 
And Scott, on behalf of all of us, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. You have a great My day. My pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to be here. We want to help our clients in as many ways as possible, and that means giving them valuable knowledge. We run regular webinars where we cover topics that are useful in assisting with your business employee insurance needs. See what's coming up next. Explore our calendar at ECCHIC.com.